Welcome to the People and Performance Podcast, offering tips and expert insights into the strategic capabilities, behaviors, and results needed to grow and sustain employee performance. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the People and Performance Podcast. Hey, I'm Bill Bannum. In this episode, me and Chris Bjorling, my awesome pod co-host and the president over at Fidelo Inc., talk with Karen Mangia, VP of Customer and Market Insights at Salesforce, about how to build success into every organizational design. Karen is a TEDx speaker and best-selling author. Her latest book, Success From Anywhere, details the shifting landscape of working from home and what that means for the success of your business. Big influencers have endorsed success from anywhere, including Ariana Huffington, founder of the Huffington Post. Chris and I hope that you enjoyed this conversation that we had with Karen. And if you do, please remember to like, comment and subscribe. Karen, welcome to the show today. Bill and I are excited to have you with us and to talk about some of the things that have been near and dear to your heart. I'm excited to have company in my virtual office. <laughs> I love that concept. I've been virtual since 1994, so I, I can relate. So this is wonderful. Hey, quick question for you here. This is, let's start us off with this. How do you think that the pandemic caused us to rethink the foundations of what work really means? And this kind of in- includes the concept of work-life balance, the future of work, and where peak performance really comes from. The pandemic put us all in a spot simultaneously to pull the landscaping away from the foundation of our office buildings in a proverbial sense. And I think when we pulled away the beautiful landscaping, and by that I mean how your office feels and the free snacks and the coffee and the water cooler conversations, what we all discovered are some cracks in the foundation of of our offices on the foundation on which we constructed work, the workforce, the workplace, the workflow. And what I hear people reflecting during this time of a pause is when we look at the cracks in the foundation of our organization that the pandemic exposed, what we've discovered in many ways and the story behind the great resignation, which is what we've been settling for. And if you think about a building with cracks in the foundation and and what happens when it starts to settle, eventually a building with cracks in the foundation that settles will collapse in on itself. And what the pandemic revealed are some things we've been settling for that don't serve us. Things like mandates over meaning, approval over acceptance, blending over belonging, And we've reached this point of a universal reckoning where people are stepping back and saying, this isn't about artificially repairing the cracks in the foundation. This is about building from the inside out. And the foundation of that starts with returning to our values. I love it. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Amazing. Thank you, Karen. So, you know, you're you're VP of customer and market insights at Salesforce, of course. I'd love to ask you now, what is Salesforce uniquely good at when it comes to inspiring their people and encouraging higher levels of performance within the organization? At Salesforce, we believe business is the greatest platform for change. 
And we believe that change starts inside of you, inside of each person, that success ultimately comes from the inside out. And what we do incredibly well is offer tools and programs and communities and support for you to live your values every single day and to be well. What Salesforce really offers is a path for every employee to live well and to work well so that we can be in higher service to others. And one example, over the course of the past six months, for the first time in quite a number of years, we added a new value to our company's core values, and that's sustainability. And that came from our belief that living and working and treating the environment in a sustainable way is some of the most important and valuable work that we can do. And as an extension of that, you know, we have programs where we are planting a trillion trees and inviting others to join us on that journey. And we also have our new experience of the Trailblazer Ranch, where we have a place for employees and teams to go to tap into new discoveries in their own wellness. So you see something like us being willing to revisit and reconsider our own values and then to create programs that are an extension of those values as evidence that business as the greatest platform for change isn't just an empty mantra or some words we put on a chart and hope everyone will memorize and remember. We're really living those core values. And in that context, we make it possible to support every employee on their journey and make it possible for them to do their best work because they're healthy and well and have access to support and the ability to be aligned with a higher sense of purpose every day. As you're going through that, I'm like, I need to buy a retreat for my my workers. <laughs> it's so cool. That would be that would be great. No, the the sustainability and everything you're talking about is wonderful. So you know, as you talk about your workers and and that and giving them the chance to reflect outside, really outside of their work life. Um, one of the big topics of our time is burnout. How do you think employees can get past the feeling that they have to do it all in order to succeed? Burnout is at its core living outside of your values for an extended period of time. And to put that into perspective, if your top value is having dinner every night with your family and your boss schedules a mandatory meeting every night that overlaps with that dinner, over time, you will feel a sense of burnout because you will be living outside of your values for an extended period of time. What strikes me about burnout is two things. First, that sometimes we are unclear about our top values. And that's why I love the stress-free experiment. This was created at Stanford and the scientists decided to stage an intervention with a group of university students reporting a high degree of burnout. And so the scientists conducted an experiment and they gave the students an assignment over a break. And here's how it worked. Each student was to spend 10 minutes per day with a literal pen and paper. You remember those, right? And their, their assignment was to just write in this journal, physical pen and paper, 10 minutes each day. Spelling grammar didn't matter. You don't have to go back and read it. Then they took a small control group and they gave them a special assignment. They said, for you, what we want you to do is spend your 10 minutes writing about your top value and how your top value shows up in your everyday life. 
Scientists collected the journal pages. They continued to study the students following the experiment. And here's what they discovered. The students who even one time for 10 minutes, who used a physical pen and paper to write about their top value and how their top value showed up in their everyday life over time, showed greater signs of adaptability, resilience, the ability to tap into new ideas and lower degrees of burnout. So they repeated this experiment through the years with everyone from entrepreneurs to executives and everyone in between. And they discovered the results were the same. And here's why this works. Because when we are clear about our top values and how our top values show up in our everyday life, we have a lower degree of burnout because even if our circumstances do not change, we change the way we see our circumstances. So I think it starts there with this powerful understanding of what do you value? What is your value right now? How is that showing up in your everyday life? And then that continues into routines, rituals, and boundaries. How you signal to yourself that you're going to stop work at the end of the day is most important. What's that time clock exit ritual? The thing that says to you, here's the signal I'm going to work. Here's the signal I'm leaving it. And I'm going to commit to myself to honor those boundaries. Oh, that's brilliant. Let me ask you a follow-up question to that. As, as you look at that, then let's take that from a leader standpoint. And when you're looking at it, who the most effective leader then, do they delegate and work with those value sets or do they get in the weeds or should they be getting in the weeds and helping with those value sets too is, and enabling them for the people, I guess is, is the question I would come back with. The best leaders look in the direction of outcomes. And when we look in the direction of outcomes, what comes with that is ownership and inherent in ownership is trust. And when I think about closing this gap between meddling managers and empowered employees, the gap is really a trust gap. What great leaders do is they say, here are the outcomes that we are expected to deliver. I'm going to trust you with the ownership or move the line of ownership of what I own and transfer that to you as a symbol of trust that you have the skills and capabilities to deliver that outcome. And at the end of the day, we all feel greater ownership of what we help to create. We all tend to rise to the occasion when someone trusts us to own an outcome and to make the choices and have the autonomy to do our best work where and when we need to do it to reach that outcome. Okay, thank you very much. So with commentary from business leaders like Tom Peters, as well as guidance from leading scientists like David Eagleman and Kelly McGonigal, your new book, Success From Anywhere, shows professionals how to build success into every organizational design, regardless of company culture, leadership, or industry, and offers actionable insights on a range of timely and relevant subjects. Maybe maybe you could take a couple of minutes now and pick two or three of these subjects in your book to tell us about them and why they matter to employee performance. The simple synopsis is about the five W's. When I step back from that core message, and here's how I think about the five W's to construct a future of work that works for everyone, employers as well as employees. The first W is work. What is the work that needs to be done in your team or organization? And how has that work fundamentally changed 
because it has changed for just about every team and organization that I know. The second W is workforce. Who needs to be doing this work? Is it full-time, part-time, contractors, flex work staff of some kind? How do you need to reskill this workforce? And critically important, what are the highest aspirations of your workforce? After work and workforce, we come into workplace. Where does this work need to happen? Maybe it is sometimes in a company headquarters office, maybe sometimes a home office, maybe a shared workspace, maybe working on a sailboat. The point behind the workplace is what are the use cases now for when we need to come together versus when is asynchronous work truly doable and perhaps advantageous? Fourth, workflow. What is the workflow that you need to put in place that will enable your work, your workforce, and your workplace around this new construct of work? And the fifth W is well-being. Great leaders will begin with that stress-free experiment of returning to your values individually so that we can see the alignment between what you value individually, what your value is that you can contribute, and the values of the organization. So the book and the accompanying workbook that has 10 games, I think of it more as a playbook, that individuals, teams, and organizations can play together is an interactive opportunity to do some of the activities that I'm talking about together and to discover and create how the future could look while challenging some of the myths and misconceptions that we all hold about work, the workforce, the workplace, the workflow and well-being at work uh, that sometimes stand in our way of ultimately realizing our ideal outcomes. We're at the time where we're kind of wrapping up our session today because we like to keep these brief. Um, every our, all of our listeners are definitely getting a great opportunity to to learn from you today, and we appreciate that. We have two questions where we ask everybody. The first question, and we just started here in this current season, and so can you share one piece of advice or some direction that you were given by a mentor, a leader, a colleague that inspired you to perform at a higher level in your career? I think about a life coach I've had since I was in university. And he is one of those people that somehow can stare into your soul and say to you what you need to hear. And I was at a crossroads feeling some of the burnout that we're talking about here and imagining a different construct of work and life. And I felt so stuck, you know, and when I look at it now, it was between doing what I felt I should do versus what I wanted to do, what was in alignment with my values and my higher purpose. And he listened to me recount my struggle and feeling stuck. And I'll never forget what he said. He said, hey, kid, this is not a dress rehearsal. You only get one life. And the question is, how do you want to live it? Love it. I love it. That's a question we all need to ask ourselves. So thank you. So now next question for you from us is from a culture of and people processes perspective. What does a high performing company mean to you? A high-performing company is one where each 
person has the opportunity to realize his, her, or their full potential, and they are acting in alignment with the answer to what I think of as three purpose questions, which is who do we serve? Why do we serve? And what is the greatest good we aspire to deliver from that service? And just finally for today, how can we how can we learn more about you and get a copy of your book? You can find all four of my books on Amazon or your favorite online retailer. And I regularly post new content to my YouTube channel, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And I always love to hear from listeners and readers and followers about what you're discovering. We're all on this journey together. I mean, this is still my first pandemic. I don't know about you. First one, hopefully it's the last one. Jeez. Um, (laughs) I love that. Thank you. Uh, Karen, that just leaves us to say for today. Thanks so much for being our guest on, on this episode. Thank you. I've enjoyed our conversation and I look forward to hearing from the listeners about what they're learning about how to construct a future of work that works for everyone. That's brilliant. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the People in Performance podcast. Follow us on social media and remember to subscribe.